You are warmly welcomed to listen to WDBE Talks, the podcast for the world of digital built environment. We invite you on a physical and virtual journey from Helsinki to Tallinn to celebrate the forerunners of the digital built environment. Hello and welcome to WDBE Talks. My name is Arni Heiskanen and my guest is Jacqueline Roman, who's been a senior design manager at Tesla. She's also known as an avid video blogger, That Beam Girl, on YouTube. Welcome to the podcast, Jacqueline. Hello, thank you. First, can you tell us about yourself and what led you to become That Beam Girl? Yeah, so I am a civil engineer by education. And, well, I think it was during my, while I was doing my master's program, I was uh, working on the side as a working student in an engineering office, in a consultancy. And um, I was just so frustrated with the way that people were using Revit there, that they weren't using it properly, that I was uh, thinking like, oh, I should educate people, like people should know how to how to work better with those digital tools. And uh, yeah, I've always been a big fan of of YouTube and just about the the fact in general that every for every problem you have nowadays, you can Google it and find a solution online. So this has always fascinated me that people like whether it's a cooking recipe or anything, someone has taken time out of their day to help the community and to contribute. And I thought it's such a beautiful yeah, it's a beautiful sharing economy, right? Um, so I felt like because I was learning how to use uh, Revit and BIM uh, really well, I was thinking this is something that I can contribute and this is something that I can share. And uh, especially because I saw that not a lot of it is online at that point. There wasn't many resources. So yeah, that was my my motivation. And then I think I took kind of some inspiration from like beauty beauty tutorial videos, that kind of style, because I wanted to make it more appealing because I, when I looked at software tutorials that were up there, they were so boring and not really engaging. So I was kind of thinking like, how can I make this more appealing? Because I want people to get excited about BIM because at that time there was still a lot of resistance in the, in the community about using digital tools. So yeah, and then I just started one day with my webcam to start recording those videos. I didn't have any clue about editing or anything. So I was using free software and did a horrible job at it and had to record everything two million times. But it was it was fun because it was also a creative output um, compared to my more somber um, uh, civil engineering uh, yeah, background. And, yeah. and you s- I, I really like your videos because uh, not only are they uh, professionally uh, interesting for those who use BIM, but also you seem to be so radiating positive energy <laughs> always. So oh, I, I think thank you. that's, that's uh, really kind. why it's, it's really nice to watch those. And and I, I've noticed that recently you have perhaps shifted your focus a little bit from uh, being a BIM instructor towards something else. But uh, maybe we can talk about that later. Yeah, I'd love to. I think that you have a vision that drives you. Uh, what is your vision 
uh, maybe professionally or or in life in general? Well, I think in life in general, um, and I remember actually actively thinking about this in my early 20s about what kind of person I want to be. And I was thinking like, yeah, I want to do what's right that I at the end of my life I know I, I tried at least whatever it means to do the right thing but that I at least tried and I think this this definition of what is the right thing to do becomes more clear like maybe yeah like we were talking about it in the beginning it was more um, like the focusing on BIM and digitalization I was really motivated by this but right now this for me is more a tool like something and like the mechanics of things, but my, I think my drive comes more from uh, sustainability. Like, I mean, we are in a climate crisis, right? This is no, no news anymore. This is not a topic of debate anymore. So uh, this is what, what motivates me the most right now is trying to see how we can do better in terms of uh, carbon emissions and making trying to do our best in now in the next decades or next years that we have left to to stop this as much as we can so your probably your vision leads to a situation where at least our sector construction is is more <laughs> let's say yeah. sustainable and and yeah. not uh, uh, destroying uh, the environment no, instead we are, perhaps we're such a big contributor like um the production of cement globally is contributing i think to 8% of the just the production of cement because it's such an in, uh, energy intensive process is contributing to 8% of our global co2 emissions so yeah you can and uh, i think 40% of the global uh, waste is also from the from the building sector. So yeah, we're we're burning through those resources in our sector. But then again, it's also an important sector because we need buildings, you know, you cannot just eliminate uh, architecture and construction because uh, I mean, shelter is one of the most important things for us. Everything in our daily life has to do with this built environment. We wake up in our bed, we go to work taking the train in a, um, in a, a train station that was built by engineers and architects. And then we go to work in an office or somewhere else that was um, our children go to school in buildings that were designed by architects and engineers so yeah it's we're, we're, it's an important part of our daily life but it's also really contributing a lot to the the bad sides that the bad impact that we are making on this planet speaking of construction yeah you you also contributing to to a new construction project the tesla gigafactory uh, project um so can you tell us more about your experience in experiences and how digitalization has helped uh, in that project? Well, it was a really exciting time at uh, um, Gigafactory in Berlin. I was actually uh, joining as one of the first uh, people, as the first local hires in in Germany. So the the project was kickstarted by a group for, that came from the US and like really got things off the ground but then the idea was always to hand it to hire a local team that will take over and i was in the lucky position to be one of the first people of that 
uh, of that team. So I got to work with the people from the US and uh, really got the, the Tesla spirit and the DNA, which was really um, exciting. And I think the, the spirit and the mentality was very different from your average German project. Um, and then something happened, uh, which is the pandemic. So I joined in March 2020. So um, then shortly after that, the pandemic started. And um, if you remember, um, Donald Trump was the president at the time, and he uh, threatened to close the borders to Europe um, one time at some point in the beginning. And so then the because it it sounded at that moment like he would immediately close the borders, then people, of course, tried to go back to, to the US before they would be, be stuck in, in Berlin. And so overnight, all, basically the whole team was gone. And <laughs> we had that, I remember this um, kind of, now it's funny to think about it, but the, um, we had a meeting the next day and the project lead uh, who, who stayed uh, was trying to come up with an emergency plan now for how to handle this with the remaining staff. And um, he was like starting to, to say like, okay, so we have these seven parts of the building and we have these five disciplines. So if we have one person for each part of the building and one part of Point, uh, person for each part of the, each discipline then we should be be covered and then he looked around in the room and it was like four people <laughs> in the room so that was the moment we realized okay uh, we will just all have to give it our our best and try to continue driving this uh, project forward and because you asked about digitalization, this played a major role. Like it would, we would not have been able to build this fast in this situation with the pandemic if it wasn't for, if this project wouldn't have been uh, completely digital from the beginning. So it was, uh, we were working always cloud-based and in completely in, in BIM. So um, that way, even though the, most of the team was now in the US, it was still possible for us to work together and collaborate. And then, um, of course, as we grew and the, and the project con continued, we were, I think, at the end, especially in my position that I then took on as a design manager, I think at the end, I was managing teams that were all over the world. So basically, like, all around the clock, 24 hours, somebody was working on the project, but it was not a problem because it was all um, cloud-based. So yeah, I wouldn't know how to deliver a big project like this uh, without those methods. It would have been, I don't want to say impossible, but really challenging, especially in the in the time frame. But of course, now, now that you have experience in, in a special kind of project and also what, what you have done previously, what would you say is the one thing that we would you would like to change in the way we are constructing projects uh, or carrying out projects today? Something that I would like to see changing is the way we approach projects because I think talking in uh, also in the context of uh, sustainability, we need to I, I think sometimes or the way I've experienced projects is that they kind of, just start and you have a, a time frame and already when you start you're kind of behind behind in time so it's always about like trying to catch up and I feel like if 
we would our industry would profit a lot from if we would take more time in the beginning to think about what we what we are doing and how we want to set up this project and what goals we want to achieve right and and then you have the, the the room also to talk about sustainability right and how how can we set this up it's not always a question of cost i think sustainable solutions often seem expensive because the that the framework doesn't match because it's not just about like what piece of equipment you choose right but if you have designed it from the beginning in a in a more holistic way then it's not a, about a choice of equipment that is uh, more expensive but uh, yeah but it's it's a holistic thing right and i feel like this is sometimes missing in our industry i mean our industry is also um innovation we don't have a lot of funding for innovation right so um and i think that that, that comes from this whole like yeah the, the way we we execute the way we we set up projects that there's so many different parties involved and also the phases are are split you hand over from one the responsibility from one party to the next and they only care about their uh, one part in it but if we yeah have more of it and there's if we have more of a team approach uh, more of a, um, yeah partnership approach when working together with our contractors or with our consultants that would help but there's already tendencies to to go in that direction right so i hope i hope to see more of that well it became <laughs> uh, evident that you're passionate about construction sustainability <laughs> but but now thinking about the situation in Europe right now which is not really good how how do you think this situation will affect our ability or willingness to build sustainably in the near near future so when you say the current situation in Europe do you mean the also regarding the war uh, everything Ukraine, yeah or? because the yeah. war it has so many uh, side effects mm -hmm. uh, in in general regarding energy supplies and Mm -hmm. and uh, uh, supply chain uh, and, and logistics and so on. Yeah, and uh, supply chain, like you're saying, but also focus, right? <laughs> it seems like a lot of other important conversations that we were starting to have were first postponed by the pandemic and now postponed by the war. And it's it's getting... Um, more and more critical but uh, we can't catch a break <laughs> it's it's really yeah it's um, i mean this war is it seems so out of time also to have like this kind of war in in uh, on uh, yeah in in europe or but or in general like we should it's it's insane yeah so uh, it's very unfortunate but I mean, I don't know if this is my bias because of the people I'm surrounding myself with, but I feel like still um, there is a lot of um, drive towards sustainability and there is still a movement that is happening. Um, we, I was on a really interesting excursion a couple of weeks ago for uh, to a project in, in Munich in, in Germany which was a residential project that is built with um, that was completely in uh, wood construction, which was really really nice. Um, it, because not only that from the sustainability aspect, but also like the how it affects the the room climate and how then it seems like especially once you start thinking about 
sustainability, it leads to positive effects in, in, in other areas as well, right? They um, were considering what could be the best mix of residents, that it creates a good community life there um, and um, things like that. Like this, um, it was a project from the city, but they also decided to keep it 100% um, with them and only rent it out like um, for the foreseeable future so that they, they wouldn't, the renting prices wouldn't be affected by speculations on the real estate market or that these apartments don't just go to the highest bidder. And so I think these things are still happening. They might be slowed down a little bit by what's happening um, in Ukraine, um, but <laughs> I'm still hopeful. <laughs> WDBE this year is celebrating the forerunners of the digital built environment and awarding uh, them in eight categories. So uh, I wonder to whom or what would you give an award? They all sound, the, the different categories sound really interesting. I think um, if I would be the, the judging who will win in each category, what I would be looking for is... Um, something that is game changing um it doesn't need to be something big often especially with digital tools it's something small that can make such a big difference like something that makes the life of the users easier something that enables people to to do something that they weren't able to do before right um so can be big or small but i think it i would like i, I would look for something that really affects the, 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 the work life of the people affected by it. So you are going to be presenting uh, at WDBE. Um, can you tell us a little bit about what you're planning to cover for, for your talk? Um, well, <laughs> it's, uh, of course, should be still a little bit of a surprise. And to be honest, I haven't fully uh, decided yet but uh, yeah so uh, definitely it will be something about uh, sustainability but maybe in terms of digitalization because I mean that's what the people are there for but um, I'm really interested in um, batteries right now like energy storage um, for, because I think especially with renewable energies, this is a big, um, an important topic right now that is going to enable us to uh, go further with renewable energy. Um, but also like for from digital tools, like dashboarding for um, to uh, for like when you're designing a building or when you're in construction that you can dashboard like your the impact that you're having um, or databases that give you information about the um, uh, impact of your materials that you're sourcing and these kind of things. Uh, so uh, one final question. What are you doing now after Tesla? So I'm doing a um, MBA program right now. So a Master of Building at um Administration, yes, that's the word. Um, but it's in a specialization to uh, building sustainability. So that's uh, my my focus. Is I, I think um, so. Working at Tesla was really interesting for me, especially that project. But I would like to move more into urban development. So 
Uh, I think we we talked about it sometimes uh, during this podcast now too about like the the daily life of people, and I think that's uh, speaking about drives. That's something that that drives me is that I want to have an impact on yeah on the life that people have, and that's why the the urban development is is fascinating to me. So. It's not not about just one building, but the whole whole urban environment. Exactly, exactly. Like um, transportation, mobility, but also like how do you provide services for people, and how yeah, how can we live together in a in a good way? Well, uh, we know that you're on YouTube, but if our listeners would like to contact you, uh, how, how what is the best way to do it? Well, so yeah, I am on on YouTube. I have a my my LinkedIn is my normal name, so Jacqueline Roman. Um, but also, I'm uh, they can find me on Instagram and Twitter and that that BIM girl. So. And and you're continuing with your video uh, production. I, I, yes. I <laughs> no, I'm, yes, I would like to produce more videos than I do right now, but I have one um, actually that is in the making currently. Um, so it will come soon, hopefully. Maybe by the, maybe let's see if this podcast will come online first or my, my new video. <laughs> Jacqueline, it has been a real pleasure talking with you and I look forward to seeing you at WDBE. Yes, same. Can't wait. Thanks for listening. Join us at wdbe.org.